wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who have struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and today I have a very special co-host. It's my son, Isaac. And Hello. I, hi, Isaac. Isaac is the reason that we started on our gut healing journey, our GAPS um, protocol. So um, he's it's been about a year since he first got really sick and it's been um, not quite a year since we started GAPS. It's probably about nine months, um, although we didn't start off with complete full-on proper GAPS. Um, we worked into it. So what we wanted to talk about today was um, how to get started with a gut healing kind of diet without freaking out and feeling like you have to do every bit of gaps right from the start because I know a lot of people find that very stressful to think of changing their family to a completely strict gaps diet. Um, I've had a few questions from people asking um, how can you do it in a way that's not quite so difficult? Is it still going to benefit you if you don't do it exactly properly? So we're going to talk about that and then we've got some questions from readers to answer and Isaac's going to help me answer them. So yes. he, he offered to help me out today because we're, um, Leah would love to be on the show, but she's just moved into state and um, is busily unpacking and sorting and she has no internet. Ah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> so I hope you're surviving, Leah, if you can hear this. <laughs> All right. So thanks, Isaac, for helping mum out. Isaac's 14 now. He just turned 14 on Sunday, last Sunday. Yep. And um, he's sitting here with his Rubik's Cubes and he can't seem to put them down and I'm, I keep taking them off him because <laughs> they're a bit noisy. I'm sure we'll get onto Rubik's Cubes at some time in this podcast even though that's not really what it's about, but that's what Isaac loves. So if any of you have Rubik's Cube questions, just pass them on to Isaac. Okay, so um, just this last week Isaac started his first job. Do you want to tell them a little bit about that, Isaac? Um, yeah, Um about a year or so ago, I um, applied for a job at our supermarket, and um, obviously they didn't hire me because I wasn't all that. I was like 13. turning thirteen. I was turning thirteen, and you know I was a bit too young, and I, I should have um, realized that. But anyways, um, so I applied again because my sister had been recommended. So I thought, well, since my sister's gonna um, gonna apply, I may as well do the same. And so they've hired both of us, which is really good. And um, so it's just three minutes drive to the local supermarket, which is really good. Um, so and I'm enjoying it there. So yeah. And the thing that excites his mom <laughs> is that a year ago there is no way that Isaac could have done this. He couldn't even hardly leave the house, and um, he found it very difficult to get dressed, or he couldn't feed himself for a while there. And just the big changes that we've seen in Isaac in the past year have been amazing and I know a big part of that is the change in diet. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. Um, so the other day I did a live chat 
on the Wellness Couch Club Facebook group and there were some really good questions and um, like I said, we discussed how to do gaps in a more simplified way so that it's not too difficult to begin and then you can work on getting towards where you want to be and then start it very strictly if you if you need to. So um, the question, the first question was, can you do gaps half-heartedly and still gain some benefits? Now, um, if you're really, really sick and in desperate needs of gap, need of gaps, obviously going the whole hog would be the best bet. But if you are finding the idea scary and you're not doing anything, well, it's better to do something than nothing. So, um, you know, you don't want, if you don't want to jump in and start doing enemas and, um, <laughs> having no starches and taking detox baths every day and doing all the different things, although, I mean, why would you? don't you, do all that either. Yeah. Well, why would you not want to take baths though? I love taking baths. Yeah, me too. But, yeah. I have been known to be called a hippo because I just love wallowing in the bath. <laughs> but I think, um, for some people, especially all the food prep is scary. So we've just got a few ideas. Um, to help you out with these sorts of things so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Um, and you can just start where you're at and get some healing happening and you will see some differences, but you'll probably have to keep adding, you know, keep taking another step as you can. So my um, probably my first tip would be to start with bone broths. So try to have a bone broth cooking at all times. Unless you've got a small family, then you might be able to do one every couple of days and freeze some. Um, but I find with our family of six, I pretty much have to have them going quite constantly um, because you are supposed to drink one cup each per, um, at least a cup each per day. But if you're doing, if you really want to um, do it properly, three cups a day each of broth. So that's... Which it may seem hard, but it's not all that hard. Like for, for breakfast, you can have um, some mints or something with a bit of broth and then for lunch you can have a little bit of broth with with um lamb chops or something and it it all adds up and it's actually quite easy so it seems it seems like you don't just have to get broth and then drink it out of a cup three times a day but so, that you can if you like to but um there's, there are easy ways of doing it well what I find with Zaki and the kids, they don't really want to just drink it. I don't mind drinking it. I quite like it. I like tea better. If you put a bit of salt and some people put a bit of lemon juice, a bit of turmeric and call it a brothy <laughs> instead of a coffee. Um, but if you don't want to do that, then like Isaac said, you can cook your meat and veggies in the broth and then serve that with the broth. So you just I, need... I don't notice it anymore, really. I, it's like it's just a natural on, part of life. Yeah, being on gaps now doesn't seem to be – it doesn't seem to me that I'm not eating – things that other people are eating because I'm just enjoying everything I eat and I'm, and I'm content with what I eat. But for, um, start when you're just starting, you will have a lot of crave cravings. You'll be, you'll be craving a lot of food that isn't exactly very good for you, but yeah. you'll get over it. So, yeah. But if you need to start slowly, at least start with getting the broths in. So there is a recipe on my blog for how to make the broths. There's also a video and there is a whole podcast on making broths so you can go and I'll put the links up for that um, another good way to make the broths is perpetual broths so where you've got it going all the time and what I do is for instance make a beef bone broth or other large bones like lamb something the, the big heavy bones in a slow cooker and um, leave it overnight to cook on low and the next morning just scoop out as much broth as you need for the day so um, or at least for a couple of meals and then top up the water again in the slow cooker um, over the bones so that it covering the bones <coughs> again and add another tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, put the lid back on and leave it to cook. So it's going to 
make another lot of broth from those same bones. And whenever you're cutting up veggies for meals, add the scraps to the slow cooker. So scrub your carrots so they're clean. And then when you peel them, if you peel your carrots, peel your carrots and chuck the peels and the ends of the carrots into the slow cooker with the broth. Um, if you're making something with some celery and you chop off the leaves, chop the leaves up roughly and chuck them in the slow cooker. If you're making something with leek in it, like cauliflower and leek mash, um, cut up the green bits of the leek, the, the more hard bits that you that you might not use, and put them in the slow cooker with the broth. Bits of pumpkin, um, whatever you've got really, but don't put in cruciferous vegetables like cabbage or broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts because it makes it smell yucky. And then um, if you... If you cook a roast or a steak with bones or lamb chops or anything like that with bones. So if you cook a roast or a steak with bones or lamb chops or anything with heavy bones, not chicken for this one, just add the bones and any scraps of meat that are left over um, or meat juices from the pan, add them to the slow cooker, to the broth. And you can also add, if you want to, you can add any leftover veggies and gravy from the roasts or that is if they're stock veggies, not cruciferous. And just remember to keep topping up the water as you need to so that the bones are always covered. Add in more veggies and vinegar now and then. And when the bones, and just um, scoop off the broth as you need it. And then when the bones are looking pitted and starting to look like they're going to break apart, you take them out and start again. So strain off the broth. Um, And you can use the broth that you scoop out. Like Isaac was saying, it doesn't have to be you don't have to drink it just straight from a cup if you don't want to. Some people don't like the taste. I find if you've got plenty of veggies in there and a little bit of um, meat on the bones, it does make a really tasty broth. And you can add herbs to it, um, a bit of salt. So you don't add salt at the start of the broth. You add it at the end when you're using it. Otherwise, um, as it condenses, it can get too salty. So you add the salt at the end. A bit of freshly minced garlic, some fresh turmeric if you want to, or some powdered turmeric. Um, And then you can cook your veggies and meat in it or poach eggs in it or use it in any savoury recipe that calls for stock or water. And it's really nice with meat patties, so, yeah. You so, can use it for cooking them, for frying them, and it just my makes kids, it really nice. My kids' favourite, probably, probably one of their favourite meals is just plain beef mince made into hamburger patties. Put them in a big frying pan, cover them with a little bit of broth so it's about one centimetre deep. They're always very tasty with broth, like eating them plain. Isn't not that nice, but with broth they're good. And then you put the lid on and let them cook till they're cooked on one side at least and then turn them over, add a heap of veggies, just pile sliced carrots, broccoli, squash, Brussels sprouts, whatever you want, pile it all on top, put the lid back on and let it simmer, add a bit of salt. So anyway, just use the broth in any recipe that calls for stock or water. So getting Now the reason for the broths is to, it really helps to heal the gut because of the gelatin in the broth and um, it has... If you read my blog post about it, that will explain. I won't keep going on about it. Okay, my second tip would be work on getting fermented foods into your diet. So start with a tea, just one teaspoon per day of sauerkraut juice and slowly build that up to three teaspoons a day. And then you can start having actual sauerkraut. After yeah, that. little by little. If well, you, when, they, when they say you can, obviously. But if you go too fast with sauerkraut and you're not used to it, it can make you have the runs. <laughs> so be careful. Just take it easy. Um, and you can, if you are not up to making it yourself, you're not ready to do that and you need it straight away, you can order the sauerkraut juice in a jar or the different sauerkrauts and fermented veggies and salsas and kimchi and all those different things. You can order them from Kehoe's Kitchen 
and um, they do mail order. That's where I got mine from when I first started GAPS and they sent me all different jars of things in an esky with a couple of jars of the sauerkraut juice so that we could all have our sauerkraut juice medicine each morning. <laughs> I, just, I just got the kids to take it like medicine. And um, they, once they got used to the taste, they could add a bit to their food and um, it, just make sure you don't add it to really hot food because it does kill the bugs, the good bugs that you want, the good bacteria. Um, there is, I'll put a link to Kehoe's Kitchen and also uh, my friend Alex Stewart has a really good delicious, easy fermented vegetables recipes. So it's just a very basic recipe that you can change to any vegetables you want, any herbs, spices, etc. And she's got ideas for how to do it. And I just use her basic method all the time and it never has failed me. Um, also Nourishing Traditions, the cookbook has some really good recipes for fermented veggies. And one of my favorites is the fermented salsa. And that one is super easy to make. So if you do want to try making one and you're very new at it and it and you just want to try a little bit um you can make like a salsa just with the fresh tomatoes coriander um, onions garlic chilies and you chop it all up either by hand or in the thermomix and add your salt and um, press the juices down and put it in a jar and it'll just sit for a day or two and then you can put it in the fridge and it's ready to eat so it's very very easy okay um the next tip i would have for I call it cheats gaps, is start cutting down on sugars. So that's a really important part of healing the gut um, because when you have all the starches and sugars in your diet, um, grains, sugar, starchy vegetables, starch flours, so like potato flour and um, tapioca, all those. I'm not sure about banana flour. That one, some people say is okay. So okay. I'm not sure about that one. So I haven't had it yet on GAPS. But just be really careful with all the grains, starches, sugars, fruits, starchy vegetables, because the starches feed the pathogenic microflora in your gut. And Whatever the, that is. It's the, <laughs> the bad bugs. Yeah. yeah. And these these um, bugs, they the pathogens overwhelm the good gut flora. And that compromises the integrity of the bowel wall, so you get leaky gut. And this is why a lot of, this is where a lot of problems stem from. So the microflora, the toxins, food particles, and all those kinds of things that should stay in the bowel can leak out into the body and it causes inflammation and infection in the body and it causes problems in the brain. So basically, you're trying to cut down on what you are on feeding those nasty pathogens so you don't want to feed them all the starches and sugars because they'll just keep growing so you've got got to cut back on those things as much as you can so cutting down on sugars so for sugars in um and, and I'm not saying it's bad to have any sugars but you really have to be careful not to overdo it so what we do is have a little bit of honey um in our baked sweets or maybe a little bit of dates um or fruit like apple um, but always mixed with plenty of good fats like coconut cream and oils and things and um, proteins, so nut meal, um, eggs, all of that sort of thing, and that, that helps to slow down the release of the sugars um, and just don't have too much. It's it's amazing. Um, if you can keep a – okay, we're talking about simplified, but if you want to, you can keep a food diary and write down exactly what you're eating every day. And it, it does really help you to see um, where you're having too much. 
Um, but yeah, on gaps, honey is the only sweetener you use except besides a bit of fruit and dates because it's pre-digested. So it's easy on the gut. So, um, you are trying to get your sugars down to about 15% of your calorie intake. Um, but when you're just trying to simplify, you know, do these, this gut healing diet simply, um, I wouldn't be too concerned about trying to figure out exactly the percentage and stressing out about it. Just cut down as much as you can. And instead of whenever you can try to offer your kids and yourself, um, savory snacks. Can you think of some savory snacks that you like? Um, let me think. Nut butter on, um, you like nut butter. Well, nut butter butter is sort of sweet. No, it's not really. Well, yeah, I guess it's not, um. Nut butter on, um, um, almond meal bread. Bread, yeah, and, uh, also just roasted nuts, plain roasted nuts. Carrot Um, sticks. Yeah. Let me think, what else? Boiled eggs. Well, not so much boiled eggs, but. Cassia loves boiled eggs. Cassia loves boiled eggs. I don't really that much, but, you know. Um, the kids do make scrambled eggs for snacks sometimes. Halloumi. Halloumi. Yes, they like fried halloumi. I can't eat that yet. <laughs> um, and sometimes we just make another, like we try to have a small, um, yeah. some leftovers, sorry. If I have a lot of leftovers from, say, lunch or dinner, I might <clears> keep <throat> them simmering on the stove or in the slow cooker so that when someone gets hungry they can just go get a bowl of stew. So that's, I mean, you don't have to have other things for snacks. You can have a bit more of the main meal. That's good. Um, another tip would be going towards grain-free and starch-free as much as possible. So, again, the starches um, can be a real problem with with your gut flora. So basically the less you feed them, the better. So um, we do cut out starches with GAPS, but for those of you who aren't doing GAPS properly, at least try going grain-free. Um, and maybe have a little bit of sweet potato still, or, um, you might still have a bit of starches. But what we did was we went grain free slowly at first and, um, just started cutting down on, on the grains in our, in our uh, meals. So, um, we use a lot of vegetables instead of, instead of grains. So instead of the fillers like rice and stuff. So, um, a lot of people say, uh gaps is a low carb diet but it's actually not um there's a lot of things like pumpkin and vegetables that that have plenty of carbs in them that we eat a lot of and we quite often go through one butternut pumpkin a day mm-hmm. so do you want to explain some of the things that we like to make with pumpkin uh um definitely roast pumpkin the most um, chop it up in little cubes and roast yeah, it so it's crunchy yeah with, um with oil that's the main way I like it, but I do like it in pancakes as well. Um, let me think what else. Sometimes we have it in pumpkin soup, like roasted pumpkin soup is the best. Yeah. Especially if I like I like just roasted pumpkin on the side of my um dish, like when we're having Meal. cauliflower mash or and vegetable vegetables and roast pumpkin and, you know, lamb chops or whatever. Just simple meals and stuff. I really, really like roast pumpkin, like with any meal. So okay. And you also love it cooked in Broth with pork, really yeah, soft, yep. so that the pork fat goes very, very soft and just melts yep. in your mouth. And then yep. you put pumpkin in right at the end; it makes it very rich. Yeah, it's beautiful. That one's nice as well. I, I have, really like the pork belly. Um, yeah, any stews. So anytime you would use potatoes in a stew or soup, I use pumpkin instead, basically. 
Um, so you fill a vegetable, uh, your fillers, replacing them with vegetables. <clears throat> so things like um, cauliflower rice instead of rice, cauliflower leek mash instead of mashed potato, vegetable noodles instead of pasta, paleo bread instead of regular bread, almond meal pastry instead of usual pastry. Um, so I know when you're first starting, you're not going to do every meal like that, but just when you can, replace those things and so that you're slowly cutting down more and more on the refined flours and the starches. Um, another tip would be to begin reducing dairy. So if you are worried about taking dairy away because your kids eat lots of yogurt or whatever, um, just try to have the most easiest to digest versions of dairy as much as possible. So, Like cheese and yogurt. And, well, yeah, not, so not the – well, mainly the best cheeses to eat are ones that are more like brie and camembert. Like the tasty cheese or the whatever you not get the, from the stores, not the cheap and nasty cheese. Yeah, I'm afraid. It's, it's not as good for you, um, in that sense. But um, also yogurt, um, uh, homemade yogurt is the best. The twenty four hour yogurt. Yeah, but you could usually you can sometimes if you don't want to make it, you can sometimes find it find just plain yogurt in stores, and make sure you don't buy. Sometimes it's not very good to buy buy yogurt with fruit in it because sometimes it has starches or sugar and stuff in it. So. Avoid that, but you can you can buy just the natural yogurt and put honey and berries or whatever you, you want in it, and it, it's really nice. And, and make sure you get full fat yogurt. Don't get the low fat. Yeah, no, never get no, never get reduced fat because it's just terrible no for you. The better you'd be better off having the fat in your yogurt because then you're going to um, have the fat soluble. It helps to <clears throat> dissolve the fat soluble vitamins in your food, and it also helps to fill you up. So I'll. Um, I'll just mention two. Oh no, I'll do that in a minute. Talk about fats, but um, it's really important with the with the dairy. If you do use dairy, keep it to a minimum. So it should be um, more of a condiment, and also use cultured as much as possible. So you can do cultured butter or buy it. Pepisaya has beautiful cultured butter. Um, cultured sour cream is super easy to make. It's basically um, yogurt made out of cream. So the same way you make yogurt, but you use sour, you use cream instead of milk. Um, and then when you do buy milk, try to get non-homogenized full fat Dubai. milk. <laughs> Dubai. And organic if possible. We have a lovely organic dairy near us. Um, but just begin cutting down as much as you can. And when you feel like you can, try going dairy-free for two weeks. And then once you're feeling really good, slowly add in the 24-hour yogurt, some ghee, little by little one thing at a time. Um, and just don't forget that milk has sugars in it too. So you're trying to avoid lots of sugars. So you want to do the cultured milks as much as possible and um, dairy, sorry. Um, so I'll just mention the fats. So get as much good fat into your diet as possible. That really helps to fill you up and gets you gives you more energy because um, you want to get your energy from fat, not from sugar. So we do have a really good podcast on that with Leah's husband, Mark, talking about using fat, healthy fats, as an energy source. So I'll put the link to that below and um, have a listen to that one. Um, so one thing I've found with our kids, a couple of them don't like the idea <coughs> of the extra fats in their food, um, but they're getting used to it now. At first they said it made them feel sick and a lot of times that's just that they're finding it hard to digest because they don't have, they're having problems with bile. Um, so there is ways that you can you can work on your, like if you go to a naturopath and ask them to help you with that, they can help you with um, 
digestive enzymes to help you digest the fats until your body's better able to do it. But but with fats, um, that you can last longer on fats um, when you switch to fats instead of sugars as your main energy source. You can actually last longer, like you can between meals. Between meals, like you can have breakfast and sometimes not even feel hungry at lunch. Um, that's not the case with me because I'm currently growing. So, but mm-hmm. it can it um, most some people can just completely miss a meal because they had lots of fats and they're not uh, they're not very hungry um, because mm-hmm. the fat really f- fills you up and it's just yeah it's just really good for you. So. So as long as it's good quality fat. So we leave the fat on our meat now. So your chicken, pork, Love pork beef. belly. Love pork belly. So mm, good. So good. And and especially when you're slow cooking your meats, um, for one thing, it's it's really a lot less effort. You just put it on and then leave it for hours. Um, and it also turns out so soft and delicious and the and very rich in flavour. Um, and then you add the, add a few, like, garlic, onion, carrot, things like that at the start, but then all the soft thing veggies I add towards the end and just cook them and then it's ready to eat. Um, but we especially love pork done like that, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so m- gelatin also, like we mentioned, is a really important part of the broths. So you need to start adding good quality bro- um, gelatin into your food. So you can add gelatin into your soups broths jellies custards um, and use the gelatin to thicken things instead of starches we always make chocolate pudding with gelatin we never use flour anymore because you know there's not much flour you can actually eat at the moment and it you can't really thicken with almond flour so no so um gelatin actually works really well and it's kind of like a jelly chocolate pudding which i actually really really like we all love it when you first make it it will be um (laughs) It'll separate a little bit, sort of look like it's curdling when it's hot. But once it's cold, it sets really firm and it's not separated. When you put it in the fridge, yeah. Do you want to explain how to make it? Because you make it all the time. Um, okay, so it makes a lot because um, our family, we like me and especially me and my big sister, we love it. So when we make it, we both have like firsts and then seconds and we put it in the fridge and then usually there's still some left and then we have it the next morning and we all really enjoy it and it makes quite a bit. So um all it is, it's, it is, um, okay, so I'll start with the best ingredients first. Mm-hmm. Um, about 75, 70 to 75 grams of honey, depending, uh, to taste, um, four eggs, a liter of coconut milk. You can use half, half, um, 500 grams of tinned, uh, tinned coconut cream, and then you just put some water in to make a kilo. Or you can, or a liter, or you liter, can um, make your own homemade coconut yeah. milk. Yep. Um, uh, then you put 20 grams of raw cacao powder. Uh, cacao powder. Um, we like to use Loving Earth um, mm-hmm. and some other ones as well. And then you put um, – it, it's optional. We never put this um, in, but uh, a teaspoon of vanilla extract. It doesn't really matter. It's very optional. Since it's chocolate, you don't really need it, but it's up to you. Um, uh, and three tablespoons of gelatin. So just and make sure it's – a- I only think it's about maybe five ingredients, the coconut milk, the honey, the chocolate, the gelatin, and, and the eggs. So it's and then, pretty easy. And then you've got um, you've got to cook it for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. at 90 degrees and speed four in the Thermomix. And then yep. we pour it straight into small serving bowls, just little tiny, like ramekins. 
And then um, if you want to put some berries on top. It's really nice. And then either eat it hot, it won't look as pretty, or put it in the fridge and wait till it cools and then it looks really good. Although it looks like it's separating, it's extremely delicious. So yeah. don't worry about so it. So when it's in the fridge, it doesn't separate once it's cold. Yeah, once it's cold, it becomes like a jelly. So if you want, some people would want to do this. You can put it in the fridge and then wait for a few hours and then eat it after it cools down and hardens in the fridge. Some people would rather do that, but we just eat it straight away because we can't wait that long. Well, then you have some the next day because it makes enough for yeah. two days. Yeah. So we um, find it's really good for when the kids are going off to work or they've got something on and they need to take snacks with them. They'll take some of that in a container and it lasts really well because um, it sets firm. Okay, so now, um, okay, a couple more tips. Make a basic meal plan because even if it's only five meals that you plan to do and then you leave a couple of days for a bit of um, flexibility, I find it will really help you to feel more organized and it will help with shopping because you can buy things in bulk and save time. And if you want to go and shop for the specials and whatever's at the markets and that kind of thing and then make your meal plan, that's another way to do it. Um, which is pretty much how I do it because I find that sometimes you've got things in the fridge or freezer that need using up and you get different things in your veggie box and so you've sort of got to go with what you've got. Um, but I do find a meal plan really helps. And cook in bulk as much as possible. Whenever you cook, try to do more than one meal at a time because you're there in the kitchen anyway. To cut up six carrots takes barely any more time than cutting up three carrots. So go ahead and do a lot of bulk preparation of veggies when you're in the kitchen try to set aside an hour to get a heap of veggies chopped up each day i find that really helps if you don't have an hour don't stress Take um, call, your kids. call your kids <laughs> yeah or i mean if you need to use some frozen veggies you can get frozen organic veggies um, or you can add some you know add some of those in to make it quicker but there's so many ways to save save time if you bulk prep, even on the weekend, if you can get a friend over to help you and both of you do a heap of cooking together and then you both take half each home, um, that really helps to get lots done as well. Okay, so now we'll move on to some of these questions. I hope that's been helpful. Q&A time, guys. Okay. Ali says, I would love to hear from Isaac how this has changed his life socially. I understand you homeschool, so school isn't an issue, but things like going out with friends, does it make it more difficult? And are they accepting of his quirky food? Um, honestly, it it doesn't, uh, it's not a bother at all. My friends are uh, generally pretty supportive. Um, like, they know they know that um, even, even if they might think, oh, he's just some healthy freak, um, they, they know that <laughs> They know that um, I just do it because I want to do it, and and I've seen people around around me a lot of times that um, have healed their guts or whatever, and they've gotten so much so so well. And I'm not. I'd rather be, um, uh, you know, well and unaccepted than sick and accepted. But oh, I, but yeah. I'm sure that that wouldn't happen anyway because they my friends are really supportive and they. A lot of my friends actually actually taste the food we eat and they go, "Oh, this is really nice." Yeah, they love like, it. Like they don't they don't go, "Oh, healthy food," right? You know, like yeah. most of my friends actually like like what we eat. They love. They usually like. Oh, the I don't. I don't. Food. Yeah, <laughs> I go to my friend's house and I see them eating bread and all, and it doesn't bother me anymore because because I never notice it. I, I quite often I forget that I'm on gaps and I just eat because everything I'm eating now is just 
what I like and I don't I don't usually crave much else out of what I eat. And now that I know what other food is made up of, you know, I sometimes I just don't want to eat it because yeah. it's just not even real food, but you know. And I think it it <clears throat> helps to have to explain to to your kids get your kids to explain to their friends why they're doing it. Um if it's something like for Isaac, it was a major thing that his friends knew he needed to do it to get well. I mean, they might not have understood how it was going to help, but they've seen that it did. So that's been helpful. Um, Jill says, have you got any tips for kids whose parents want to make a change and the kids feel they're going to miss out on foods they would have been able before and struggle with thinking they'll be different to their friends? So same sort of thing, but um, feeling like they're going to miss out. Well, Isaac's pretty much answered that, that. Once you get used to this way of eating, you don't feel like you're missing out. No. no. And I think the key to that is Like they're all eating all their lollies and stuff. Bring bring some dried fruit or something mm. and you'll be happy because you're eating sweets as well. Like I at work, I see people in the room eating chocolates and eating eating pies and all this. And, I'm, and I just whip out a, a cupcake that mum made for me or a dry banana or a kiwi fruit or something sweet you can have like not too often but you know when let's say your friends want to invite you out for like this thing and they're all eating sweets just bring some sweets and that are your kind of sweets that are your kind of sweets and you you'll find you're not really missing out on anything i think that um as long as you're helping your kids to have options that are delicious and healthier obviously um so that they don't like for instance if the kids were going to a pizza party i would make them a pizza <laughs> which they absolutely love and now they love that more than a normal pizza and their friends usually ask for some so it's quite funny um their tastes do change but as long as you're making really delicious food they won't feel like they're left out um isabella said i'm finding i need more help making changes and sticking to them especially for her son who's 11 um and she said, I wonder if Isaac can have a closed group with other kids that they can join in and take part in the Gaps way of life together. So that might be an idea, hey? Yeah, well, I, 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 um, there could be like a Gaps forum. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> but well, I, Maybe I we could look into mind. that. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot of kids listen to other kids more than they want to listen to adults if they've seen that other kids can do it and that's sort of like a positive peer pressure thing I think um so the the making changes and sticking to them I think if you're really desperate you do if it's something that's kind of like oh well we'll just try this and see and you're not really sure if it's going to work you may be a bit um up and down it's just that we've really seen the differences so yeah Isaac's happy to talk about that aren't you Isaac yeah. help other kids he did do a video for a little girl who was needing some help and um her mum's actually written a note here and she said a huge shout out to isaac we started gaps in january and he was instrumental in getting my girls on board thank you so much for sharing your story um she found that they were bucking against it until they talked to another kid and then they went okay if he can do it we can do it and they they got on the bandwagon so that's good yeah, it's, it's not as hard as it seems, really. Jack says, what's Mr. I's favourite way to eat veggies when going out for the day? We're after some lunchbox ideas for my 11-year-old whose friends laugh at his food. Aww. Okay, so favourite way to eat veggies when going out for the day. Well, when we first started Gaps, we'd cook veggie sticks in broth. In broth, and they'd be really soft, and then as soon as you get them out. It's like, even, they're like, it's it's 
you can take it around places and then when you eat it, it's like eating a bowl of soup. It's really good. Oh, there's that. Oh, you mean like in a thermos? In a thermos. Okay, I was thinking more, I think if it's a lunchbox um, and okay. other kids are laughing, probably more something like where you cook the carrot sticks and the broccoli florets in broth until they're just cooked, scoop them out of the broth with a slotted spoon, put them in the fridge in a container, and then they can go into the lunchbox in a um, little container so that they just look like they just look like veggie sticks, but they're actually cooked. Um, mm. Our kids love that with little meatballs that were cooked in the broth with them. Yeah, you can do that as well. Um, and you can make a little dipping sauce for them, like a um, homemade tomato if they're up to tomatoes and they're also, okay with tomatoes. Um, you can make a, a tomato sauce with tomato paste and spices and a tiny bit of honey. Um, Pete Evans has a good one that's very, very simple. And then they've got something to dip it in. What was the other thing you were going to say? Oh, um. Also, another thing you can do is, um, like, a lot of kids um, eat just, like, bought chicken and bought meat from just the store, like, roasted meat and stuff um, with all the chemicals on it and stuff. <laughs> and um, But what you can do is you can um, make your own, like, slow cook, like, a, dr- a few drumsticks or something. Or a big roast. Yeah, and then, and then just put it in your lunchbox and they won't notice anything because they're eating the same type of thing, but... Yours is, is a lot, from the shop. Theirs is from the shop and yours is a lot better for, for you. So. If you make the little, um, if you have the kind of lunchbox that has all the divisions in it, you can put some, some veggies in one bit and some nuts in another and some cold slices of roast beef in another or a bit of chicken, um, some cherry tomatoes, that kind of thing in each one. And you can do make some homemade crackers. So there's a, I've got a recipe for homemade crackers um, and you can add those and cut them, roll them really thin and cut them in triangles or shapes or whatever for kids. Um, we just cut them in sticks. But um, I think a lot of times, like we were saying earlier with um, not feeling like you're missing out, if they look similar to other kids' food, that often helps. And if they feel like that they've got something that they love that's special, like a little chocolate pudding with some berries or something like that, they're going to get to the stage where they don't care what other people think because they just love the food. Kara. Kara says, what would Isaac say to two children who have high-functioning autism, major gut issues and high anxiety, who are aged eight, a boy, and six, a girl, who are just starting a gluten and dairy-free diet, tips or great things to eat? Um, okay, so that's basically what we've been talking about, isn't it? Um, um, definitely um, the dried fruit, if you're allowed it. But not <laughs> too much. So, yeah, not too much, but that's something that I really enjoy, and it's my, pretty much my favourite sweets. Like every time we go to Atherton, I go, Mum, can you get some dried fruit from the health food shop? And, she, and you know, I really enjoy that's dried banana. Treat. That's and, his lollies. And dried mango, <laughs> that, my favourite, dried banana and mango. I really do like dried figs as well, so those those are nice. If you do buy it, make sure that you get um, the ones without the sunflower oil and the vegetable oils and without added sugars and preservatives. You pretty much need to either make your own or get it from a health food shop and just be careful to check the ingredients. So even dried fruit can have nasties. Yeah, make sure you buy it from a shop you trust or a check supplier. The ingredients. Actually, the best way to do it would be if you have a dehydrator dry your own fruit yeah um so just you know if you want to dry the knife just cut into like slices. a long the long end yeah long and ways. slices or you can just cut or you can just have a whole just dry the whole bananas because that's that's the way i like them i like the whole banana dry it takes a long time it take it would take a lot longer though so it depends how, how you like it and mango it's really easy to dry it tastes exactly the same 
as the shop stuff. Don't worry. Um, like we made it, and I really enjoyed it. You can dry dragon fruit. You can dry um kiwi fruit. Kiwi fruit. You can dry heaps of strawberries. Food. Yeah, whatever whatever you prefer. And um, also, but just thing. don't don't overdo that. Yeah, especially. Um, but for savory things, um, if you can have nuts, they're really nice. Just roasted nuts. I really enjoy those. Um, nut butter. Uh, another thing I really liked to have was nut butter on banana, which is nut butter is you, most of you would know what that is. It's like just almonds, cashews, um, macadamias, etc. all blended up with oil and salt. And it's so easy to make. And it, it's like your own homemade peanut butter. It's so good. <clears throat> and you don't need any sugar. Uh, maybe a little bit of honey sometimes if you want it, but not always. So anyways, um, you can have that on banana. It's, it's an easy snack when you can't think of anything else. You can make, or an um, apple. Or, or an apple. You can have... Nut bread, bread made out of um, nuts and seeds and egg and all that. And if you can't have nuts, you can have um, my zucchini and pepita muffins. That, oh, those are that's good, yeah. really good. And you can do so many different variations with those. And you can make sunflower seed butter as well. Um, that's in my book. Um, so since these two are gluten and dairy-free, um, some dairy-free ideas would be like that chocolate pudding. If you want to do sauces... Like a lasagna sauce, use your um, your nut milks or your coconut milk, and make use that as the base. Um, what's some other ones that we like? Um, and also to help your friends and family understand, I think it's just really important to just constantly be um, sharing little things that you're learning, not in an annoying way, um, but just oh, how exciting is this? I read this article and share it with your friends and family adults that is if it's the kids friends and cousins and things um just slipping in little things about why you do things just like you would talk to your own kids I find when my kids have friends over or cousins over I'll say oh you should try this it's really good for your tummy because it does such and such and it, it might be one or two sentences you just slip it in and then they're kind of like oh okay um and it just adds up bit by bit just don't hassle them too much <laughs> Okay, Katie says, how can we manage this with a two- and four-year-old? Mr. Seven is ready to go. Actually, I'm sure plenty of your listeners could help there. I'm due to start this term, slowly preparing, and it's the broth-only week or few that I can't figure out. Okay, so she's ready to start, and she's wondering how to begin with a um, two- and four-year-old. Lots of soups, lots of stews, but... Make them different every time. Don't always have the same thing. So don't always have chicken and vegetable, chicken and vegetable, chicken and vegetable. Have roasted pumpkin soup. Have um, lamb, a lamb stew. Change the vegetables around with the meats. And when, as soon as you can, start adding in herbs, um, bits of spices, nothing too spicy, nothing too chili-ish at first. But just start adding in um, different vegetables that you wouldn't even usually eat, like fennel and Brussels sprouts and um, you'll be amazed at how their tastes widen with vegetables and they will start to eat lots of different things. Um, and also, yeah, just make sure the combinations are different. And I find um, although you are cooking in broth at first all the time with your meat and veggies, you can scoop it out of the broth and serve it on a plate. So sliced up meat with some veggies that have been cooked in broth serve on a plate and then a cup of broth with it, like a little soup. And that way they feel like they're not always having soup and stew. Okay, so that's probably, we've sort of used up all our time. Um, 
Oh, there's one more question. Sorry. Um, Jody did ask, do people lose, sorry, the Thermomix is going in the kitchen. <laughs> um, Kids who know how to use the Thermomix. Do people lose weight on gaps eating this way? Um, um, I think the thing is that um, some people lose weight because they have a problem um, absorbing nutrients. That's what happened to me. It kind of makes you, if you need to lose weight, it helps you to lose weight. And if you need to gain weight, it'll help you gain weight. Yeah, because you're basically helping your body to heal. And your and body is will... doing what it needs to do, you know. Exactly. Um, so a lot of kids that have failure to thrive, that's quite often caused by gluten. Um, so if they have a gluten sensitivity, the most common symptom is failure to thrive. And so that means they'll be shorter, um, they won't have um they won't be as chubby or as muscular they'll be thin um they can have trouble like take longer to reach puberty um so Isaac's actually very short for his age and very small and so we've figured that all these years of his gut not being well and us not realizing it and him eating gluten and all these other things has probably contributed to that so in the last year um well it's been Okay, so just say it's eight months since we've really been working hard on gaps. He's gained about three kilos, um, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but he's he's getting better. So I think it really does help them to gain weight if they need to, whereas other people I know who are overweight and went on this kind of diet lost a heap of weight because they needed to. So I don't think you need to worry about that. As long as you're making sure that, you're getting. Um, if you're worried about losing weight, make sure that they're getting plenty of carbs in their vegetables, and um, things like stewed apple and things like that as well. Okay, so we might finish up there because we've been talking quite a while. Um, but thank you for listening, everyone. I hope that answered some of your questions. And thank you, Isaac, for helping me out today. And nice. next week we'll have another lady who's been through gaps and gut healing and come out the other side. She's got an interesting story to tell you. So we'll be back next week with that one. And we're off on a family holiday tomorrow. So the kids are very excited. Um, so we're going to go find some sunshine and a beach and have a relaxing time. So I hope you all are having great school holidays. Some of you are halfway through summer at the end, but um, if you're in Australia, that is. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you can find some encouragement and help from this podcast and also check out the links below on the Wellness Couch page. Um, you can post your questions and comments on my Facebook page if you like, on the Quirky Cooking chat group or on Quirky Cooking Facebook page um, and also on the website thewellnesscouch.com backslash a quirky journey. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes also. And give us a five-star rating. Subscribe <laughs> to Joe Witten on YouTube or is it Quirky Cooking? Oh, I think it's Quirky Cooking. Yeah. She I, doesn't always put up videos, but every now and then she will. got a few. Yeah. Um, so keep working on those small changes and don't get stressed out little by little. And we'll be back to share some more inspiring journeys with you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Also, the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.